Alright folks, welcome to the Getting Your Edge podcast. My name is Dennis. And hi, I'm Judy Grattan. And we're here to help you right-size your home and your life. Today we're going to start the topic um, that's on the mind of a lot of homeowners is that yearly cycle of the real estate market. We're going to explore the best time to sell your home within a single year and why the timing can make a difference on the sale price, how fast, etc. But before we do that, we'd like to remind our listeners and viewers on YouTube that if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe share, send a review. Your support means the world to us. So let's get started. Here's the question. We get it all the time. What's the best time to sell? Well, in reality, it's probably when you really need to would be my first answer. But the real estate market, and I think this is probably true anywhere in the country, but it's especially true in in Washington state, is very cyclical. And it starts at the beginning of the year. And at that point, we're through the holidays, people are beginning to think about what they want to do in the new year. And many people at that point start thinking about buying a new home or moving for whatever reason. And they start looking and about March is when they really start getting out there and and beginning to get a little bit more serious about it. And the reason for that is the weather is so bad in January and February that most people don't even want to consider moving at that point in time. They have kids in school, whatever. And so in March, they really start going out and start looking and you'll begin to see listings from sellers come on the market at that point. So the market begins to climb. We get more buyers and we get more sellers and it climbs and climbs into the summer months, and it reaches its peak, really, in terms of July and August. The appreciation of your home, if it's going to appreciate in value, starts happening in March, and it kind of peaks sometime in June, and then for the most part, in a normal market, it just stays there, July and August, at the peak appreciation for the year, And then as we start ending the summer and people are thinking about going back to school and whatever, it begins to to drop off. And so the highest time of the market for buyers and for listings is in July and August. And we, we have graphs that can show you multiple years that it just repeats itself. The appreciation, the price point may get higher every year, but the cycle looks almost identical every single year. And you may have little like around September 15th, they've got their kids back in school. There may be a little tick up at that point because just before we start heading into fall and the weather starts getting worse, there'll be that little bump up where people will start to consider moving again. Once we start getting into the colder weather and holidays start coming into play, then the market drops down quite a bit. And what you have at that point are buyers who absolutely need to buy 
and sellers who absolutely need to sell. So that's kind of how our market looks. And then in January, it starts all over again. Let's start off with the spring market. So when you say spring, what months are we talking about? You're probably looking at March, April, May, even June until, you know, like mid-June. That's your spring market. That's where the appreciation is happening. That's where you're going to see how much interest is really going to be generated. Are we going to have a lot of buyers? Are we going to have a lot of inventory? You'll begin to see that climb during those months. And then when you get into your summer months, the appreciation has already happened. Now you're at the high point of your dollar value that you could probably anticipate getting for your home. This is in a normal market and we have a lot more buyers there and we have a lot more sellers because that's the easiest time to move. Kids are out of school. Weather is nice. So that's when most people will make a move is in the summer months. And then as we go into fall, kids go back to school, people get involved with work and whatever, weather goes bad, and it and it'll do it again every year, every single year. So spring. And then late June, July, August is August. prime for families to move because they're out of school. Well, and it's really prime for anyone to move because the weather is nice. So in most parts of the country, it doesn't really matter where you're going. It might be really hot, but you can pretty much count on there not being hurricanes or torrential rainstorms, hopefully, that sort of thing. And so most people, you know, moving to the desert is a little more difficult in the summer months because it's so darn hot. But that's when we see in the Northwest the largest number of homes on the market and the largest number of buyers out there. So it kind of depends on what you what your needs are. Do you have to move? Are, you know, if you're downsizing, maybe you don't have to move. But let's say you find the home of your dreams, now you have to move. So that could happen anytime during the year. And every time has its benefits. So why don't we look at some Washington State data? What do you think? That would be good. Do you have something you could share with us? I do. Let's take a look. So this is closed sales for the entire MLS for Washington. There you go. So this is five years. Five years. What you see there, the pattern is almost identical. Down, up, down, up, down, up. So this is King County only. So Same essentially, down, down. you see a couple little ticks there um, but in 2018, that would be in the summer months in 2019. Then you see a bit of a jump there in 2020. We're not just making this information up. This is coming from our MLS and this, this is, is a typical, typical pattern. Now, if you were in Florida or you were in Minnesota, this might be slightly different. But this is kind of what's happening in the Pacific Northwest, and it's been happening the same sort of thing five years in a row. Your agent should be able to pull similar data for you to look at. And this now for individual homeowners, if they need to sell, they've got a change in in job and they have to move. Been a, a sudden family experience. You sell when you have to sell. True. But if you're planning, let's talk about the. If you were in spring, what is the strategy about spring? So if I wanted to uh, maximize my the value of my home and get the highest price, 
I would I've been told that spring spring is the best. Do you agree with that? Probably the end of spring, like the the beginning to middle part of June. And I would have it priced so it was not the highest priced home in the neighborhood. So it looks like a good deal. Because when it looks like a good deal, buyers are you're gonna get a lot more buyers looking at it because wow, look at that. When you have much more buyers looking at it, part of the reason we hold the open house is when you get three or four of them in a home all all at one time, suddenly there's a sense of urgency. I need this. I want this house. I need this house. I'm going to buy it. And when you get that going, then you have people making multiple offers. And especially when there is a shortage of inventory, which we still have because of all the people who are not willing to move because of the 2%, 3% interest rates, then you can escalate those prices up because they're willing to pay more. So if you miss the spring market, summer's still a good time to sell. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, it's easy. You still have a lot of buyers, but now suddenly you have a lot more competition because everybody who's thinking, been thinking about it, they probably come on somewhere between spring and and the end of August <clears throat> to sell. And so now, yes, you have more buyers looking at the homes, but you also have more competition for the buyers to choose from. So it may not be for you as a seller, the top place, whereas somewhere in the first part of uh, or in spring, you know, like March to June, there may not be as many homes on the market. It's kind of like waking the bear up from winter. The buyers (laughs) are coming out and uh, and you stand a good chance of, of maybe getting more money for your home than the asking price. But the ticket to that. Do not be the most expensive house on the market. Be a good deal without, you know, unless you have to, it's if the house is in bad shape and all you want to do is get it sold or whatever your reasoning and everybody has a different reason for selling. But the one that's the hardest to work with is the one that says, I want this much money, period. And if they say, I want this much money, period, what is the motivation there? Do they really want to move? Because if they don't want to move, that's fine too. If they only want to move, if they can get this dollar amount, period, good. But if they, if especially if that's the high end, the buyers are not going to get, you're not going to get that sense of urgency. You're not going to get that feeling of a good deal. And you will end up being on the market longer. And the longer you're on the market, your home gets stigmatized. People look at it and they go, what's wrong with it? When the average days on market right now are still in this area under 30 days and your home's been on the market for 90, what do you do if you're looking for a home to buy and you see a home that's been on the market for a really long time? The first thought is what's wrong with it? And that just brings the dollar amount down because they come in with the idea that something's wrong with us. I'm not going to offer as much. The summer can be a great time to kind of highlight those outdoor features if you've got a yard a deck a patio highlight those features and show wow what a awesome place this is during summer it might really add to the marketing yes and but let's say you can't let's say you have to sell in winter i would suggest when summer comes around and even in the fall when if you have trees that turn beautiful colors take pictures they can be used in the marketing 
in the flyers, in the videos, whatever, even if it's winter, if we have access to those, if you've kept photos of your beautiful rose garden at full bloom, it's better than nothing. It's not as great as being able to pull up and see them, but it, it shows you what's there. I recommend people avoid having their home for sale during Labor Day weekend because that is really the start of school and so forth. But fall can be a really good time for selling. September 15th, I think, is kind of like the secret, the last little hurrah before we really start climbing downhill. Buyers want to find a home before the holidays and get settled in. So this can be a really good It would be like a good shoulder season if you were in the travel industry. We're back to winter. This can be a hard time to sell, but there are advantages. What are those? Buyers that are buying in the winter are very serious. They're not out there looking because the weather is horrible and they don't, they're, they're not out there unless they have to be out there. And so if you have buyers coming through your home and looking at your home, they're 99.9% very serious buyers. And if they're coming to look at your home, 75% of their decision-making was done before they ever got there. You had the location and the right size home for them. So now the other 25%, 30% that you have to deal with is what is the first impression when they pull up to the door? Even if it's winter, you can still have the yard look trimmed and clean and leaves blown away and a good welcome mat at the front door and maybe holiday decorations are nice, but there's things that you can do to still have your your house looking really nice on the outside when they pull up. And then when they come in the door, you know, what's the first impression going to be at the door, in the door, from clean to stage to the best of your ability? The hard. Let's talk about hard conversations because I think we've talked about this philosophy that if we're not telling you the truth, as hard as it is to say, we are not doing you a good job for you. One of three things is going to happen when you list your home. You're going to get a lot of people through within the first week or two because you have all these people that have been out there looking. They haven't found what they're looking for. And suddenly your home that fits their 75% wish list, remember the location and size, and they're all going to come in that first week and look at your home. And either you're going to get an offer or you're not. And so you have a lot of, that's number two, a lot of people come through, we don't get an offer. Or number three, no one comes through, no offers. So those buyers have looked at your home online and they're not impressed. and, And what that is telling you the seller is that this is the market screaming at you that your home is overpriced for what you're trying to sell because every home will sell if it's priced right, but it has to be priced based on what you're selling. So I, I will never forget one of the first homes I ever showed didn't have a door. The, the, the uh, MLS description said no lockbox, which is how we open doors, no door. And they meant it. There was no door. It was gone. So this house in dire need of an awful lot of work. (laughs) But at least they were honest about it. There was no door. And it was, I didn't sell that home because the people did not want to do that much work. But it sold eventually. Well, one other thing I wanted to add about winter was those buyers are serious, but there's not that many sellers. So the inventory is low. 
it means your price isn't going to drop horrendously in winter if there's no inventory. How can homeowners use this cyclical nature of the real estate market to their advantage? Well, I think it helps them make a decision about what their goals are. You know, when do they want to move? When do they want to start looking for another home? How long do they have to prepare that? Do they want to take advantage of the appreciation going up in the springtime where there are fewer homes on the market, but buyers are coming out and beginning to look? Do they want to be in the easy to sell your home, lots of buyers, but more competition? Do they have to sell in the winter months for whatever particular reason? So timing your sale. If you want the most money, list in spring, maybe late spring. If you want an easier sell, maybe you're going to do the summer because there's Mm -hmm. all those buyers out there. But if you got to move, you got to move. And just put it up for sale when you need to. Same for a pricing strategy. I'm not going to be able to put my home up for sale at a really high price in January as compared to other times of the year. Well, January pricing, it appreciated last year. And in January, that peak of pricing hit in June, July, and August of the previous year. And that's what you're dealing with in January. And there aren't as many buyers You've got to look like a good deal. So you can't just come on the market and say, I want this. You got to see what the market is willing to bear. And I personally would like to, if it's my house, I'm going to watch what starts happening in March and June and July. Is it going up? Are people willing to pay more? And and that's why it's really nice if you have a realtor that you're working with for them to set you up in some kind of a search that tells you monthly, quarterly, however you want it, what your home is worth. Because every time a home sells near yours, it will change the value of your home every single time. And so every time it sells, you know, that's why monthly is, is I have, we have a program that just automatically generates home valuations for our clients and it goes out to them monthly. And these are people that bought from us 15 years ago, but they know what their home is worth. They're pretty darn close to it. You know, we hear from them if if the values drop. You hear you hear from a lot of people when the tax auditor sends their valuations. I, I just had somebody the other day, my home dropped $140 thousand dollars and i said who said that and they said the tax auditor and i'm like well are you going to sell your home and they said no and i said good news your taxes just but what the home is going to sell for and what the tax auditors say are two different things they normally base their valuations on what happened last year so that's indicating to me that where those people were that little adjustment i said last see we're down lower because of the interest rates the taxes go down. You no, know, the Edge Group team will provide a homeowner with a data-based market analysis for free. Anytime. And, anytime. And even if you're working with another agent, we can do it. It's always good to have a second opinion. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Judy. And thanks Thank for you. our listeners and watchers for joining us. I really appreciate all of you who have been loyal and have have subscribed to our our podcast. We're over a year old now, so it's been really fun. Thank you. Yeah. 
And our next, in two weeks, our next session, I have a friend of mine who retired from the military and education, and he has maximized his retirement to do the fun things that he's always wanted. And he's going to share some things about how he was able to accomplish that. That's up for next time. Thanks for joining us. If you find this information valuable, please let us know, write a review, share it with a friend, and we'd really like comments what topics you would like to see on this podcast. That would be great. We would like your help. Anything else, Judy? Nothing I can think of. Thanks for joining us. Stay dry. (laughs) The winter has come. Thank you so much and goodbye. Goodbye. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Goodbye.